Bwreda, croeso cynnes i eglwys Dewi Sant, ac un o idfa am ffloi caslwchwr y gorsaenon, mae'n braf cael eich cwmni chi. A very warm welcome to our service this morning in the parish of Caslwchwr yn Gorsaenon. This morning we're filming in St David's Church in Lache, and it's really good to have you with us. I hope that during the service today you'll be encouraged and blessed and drawn a little bit closer to Jesus as Elizabeth Williams, one of our licensed lay ministers, opens up the scriptures for us. So let's worship together.
A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 17. I will spread my net for him, and he will be caught in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and execute judgment on him there, because he was unfaithful to me. All his choice troops will fall by the sword, and the survivors will be scattered to the winds. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I must take a shoot from the very top of, seed, of a cedar plant and plant it. I will break off a ten, tender sprig from its topmost shoots and plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain heights of Israel, I will plant it. I will produce branches and bear fruit and become a splendid cedar. Birds of every kind will nest in it. They will find shelter in the shade of its branches. And the trees of the forest will know that I, the Lord, bring down the tall tree and make the low tree grow tall. I dry up the green tree and make it a dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Ezekiel, I don't know about you, but when we have a reading from the Old Testament, I think 
am I going to understand this? What's it relevant to the people to whom it was first spoken and to, to us in today's world? Am I going to return home having got something out of hearing and digesting it, particularly if I, it's not, I'm not familiar with it as it hasn't been referred to in the New Testament? I thought I would set about understanding it as if on the edge of a jungle with machete in hand ready to explore, only with books and internet in hand instead. Read at the beginning of the chapter, I found it started with a parable, just as we've heard in Mark and are familiar with in the New Testament. What Ezekiel speaks of refers to the people and places of Israel. There's been warfare, defeats, exile and allegiances. They did not go well as the people did not follow God's guidance. Ezekiel tells us a parable, then explains it. One of the main players being Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, who went against the counsel of the prophet of God, Jeremiah, and therefore against God himself. And the beginning of the chapter is an account of judgment. Now, the part we hear, chapter, uh, verses 22 to 24, these are an account of redemption and salvation. God says, he will take off the lofty top of the cedar and will set it, crop off the topmost of its young twigs, a tender one, and plant it in a high and lofty mountain and will ensure it grows straight and tall. This is a dramatic contrast to what went before when Ezekiel said a great eagle, King Nebuchadnezzar, took the top shoot of the cedar and set it in the city of merchants, meaning Babylon. God, however, will give them a new beginning. The high and lofty mountain refers to Mount Zion, the holy hill of Zion, referred to in the Psalms, the site of Jerusalem and its temple. It is this holy place that God will one day restore Judah. When Ezekiel writes these words, the Jerusalem temple is still standing but its days are numbered. Ezekiel is in fact prophesying its demise. However, if a great tree falls, God has the power to cause a new tree to grow. That is what God is promising to do with Judah. Yet Nebuchadnezzar will raise the temple to the ground, but that will not be the end. God will see to it that the temple is established once again on the holy mountain and the people of God will worship him there once again. God promises the Judean exiles that he has exalted the low tree and dried up the green tree and made the dry tree to flourish. At that moment, the Jews are the low tree and the dry tree. Some are living in exile in Babylon, and the rest are being ruled by Zedekiah, Nebuchadnezzar's puppet king. They've fallen far, but can expect to fall even further. But that will not be the end. They are low now, but they will be high once again, green and productive once again. The covenant between God and Israel is an everlasting one. They and their children will pay for their sins. Generations will pass before the Jewish people will return to Jerusalem. Sons and daughters and grandsons and granddaughters will grow up in captivity. Their time will come, however, they will return to Jerusalem 
and build their temple there. They can be sure of that because God has spoken it. God will accomplish it. When Ezekiel spoke of birds of every wing dwelling in the shade of its branches, this might have surprised the people of Judah and not being, been very welcome by them. This is because when God talks about the sprig of cedar bringing forth boughs, bearing fruit and being a good healthy tree, he means he is promising to restore people, the people of Israel, on their mountain, Mount Zion, and once again worship him there. And the birds of every wing refers to people outside the Jewish community, namely the Gentiles. Allusions to this salvation go back to Abraham's time. All of the families of earth will be blessed in you, it says in Genesis. While the Jewish people tended not to understand that God's mercy could include Gentiles, clues to that effect are scattered throughout the Old Testament, such as in Genesis, Isaiah and the Psalms. In the final verse, all the, trees of the, all the trees of the field is a metaphor for all the people of the world, and God will restore his people to their homeland, which bears testimony to his power as well as to his love. The Old Testament gives us a detailed and complex view of these rise, rises and falls of his people, their politics and their tribulations. They faced these because they didn't always follow him in the way that they should have. Running through their story, however, is the truth of God's word. The images convey the vital message from generation to generation. Using nature, in this case trees, in parables, is a way to connect with every generation throughout the ages. The words of God spoken through Ezekiel and Jesus' own words and spoke, again spoken millennia apart, still convey the message two, millia, two millennia since Jesus spoke to his first disciples and to us now. A little cutting from a cedar tree and a tiny mustard seed can grow into magnificent trees, but they need nurture by nature or by us, as those of us who are gardeners know, care and time is needed. From small beginnings, through problem times, ups and downs, even when times are at their darkest, small seeds of faith can get us back on track. We do need patience, but we will see the end result. God has promised us that he will keep his promise. If we keep our side of the bargain and do his will and persevere in faith. We will come through. Amen.
Shall we pray? We're asked today to pray for Katug Ministry Area, <clears throat> which is between Brecon and Abergavenny, and for the Church of Nigeria and the Most Reverend Henry Nakuba, Bishop and Primate of the Church in Nigeria. We pray for Andrew John, Bishop of Bangor, and the electors involved in the appointment of a new bishop. We also pray for Adrian, our vicar, Reverend Andrew, Elizabeth, Glynn, and their families. Heavenly Father, source of all mercy and love, may we always seek to do your will in our lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Strengthen our church in all dangers and difficulties to witness a faith that comes not from human strength, but only from your grace. Teach us never to set forms of religion above all your call of love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray today for the people of the USA, India, Brazil, France, Turkey, Russia and Portugal. There are very high numbers of people in these countries who are sick and those who are losing their lives as a result of COVID-19. Lord, be with them all and let them feel your peace, comfort and love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As we begin to return to a more normal way of life, we pray for people who have lost their jobs over the last year or more and are now frightened and anxious about finding new employment. Lord, you know their needs and we pray that you will help to make work available to them so they can provide for their families. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we thank you for everyone involved in making the rules that have kept us as safe as possible through this time of sickness and danger. Help us to keep listening and being responsible in the way we interpret and carry out this advice for the sake of us all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we've seen a recent increase in COVID-19 in Manchester, Bolton and Bridgend in Wales. Lord, we pray you will be with these people, their families and friends, and make them aware of your powerful healing love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for ourselves as we see our lives getting back to a new normal. Conditions have so slowly improved for us and families have been able to meet. Lord, let us be grateful and responsible not to jeopardise the improvements we've all worked so hard to achieve. We thank you for being with us, Father, as we could not have achieved any of these things without you. Your love has kept us safe and hold us in your arms. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Well, once again, thank you so much for being with us. If there's anything we can do for you throughout the week, spiritually or practically, we are here to help you. Whether that be by providing a parcel from the food bank, picking up a prescription or doing some shopping, or if you'd appreciate a chat on the telephone, then please do let us know. We're here to help you. And as I said, we'd love to hear from you. As another week begins, let me pray then for God's blessing upon you. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. I really hope you have a great week. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.